Hit Breakfast with Alan and Carly. I feel like I've been saying this a lot lately, but this is probably one of the most exciting guests for you, Carly, that we've ever had. Yes, this is someone that I literally watch every single day, and I'm not alone in that. I don't want to pull the curtain back too much, but you actually prep for this interview. Well, I didn't even need to because I feel like I know everything about this person um, because she shares her life online with us, and I'm so glad that she does because it's just so interesting. In fact, it's become its own phenomenon called Fadan Tom. Okay. And the woman behind Fadan Talk, Fadan herself, joins us now. Good morning. Good morning. Now, first and foremost, Fadan, uh, you have this now huge social media following. I was trying to explain to Alan um, just how many things you do, and you're what we call a slashy because a what a slashy. She okay. is doing so many things. So you run a very successful law firm. You are a self-published author. You have created a new line of merch, Saturday Platterday, which is also, I'm going to call it a movement. (laughs) Um, On top of that, uh, you're a busy working mum to two gorgeous children. You're a TikTok star. I feel like I'm leaving out Um, so many things in between. I'm so sorry for that. We've actually run out of time. Um, We don't have time for the interview. I'm so sorry. Fadan, obviously it's hard to kind of box yourself into one thing, but if you had to kind of, of all your different interests and everything you do, if you had to kind of label yourself as one thing, which is so hard to do, what is the most important thing that you do? Well, number one is obviously the twin mum. I love being a mum and I became a mum later in life. didn't have my kids until I was 40. So that's probably oh, wow. my greatest achievement. Yeah. But uh, probably next to that would be the divorce lawyer. I'm, you know, I've been a lawyer for 20 years practising in Sydney in the area of family law. And the social media thing is relatively recent. That's only been for the last two years. And it's huge. I uh, joined the Facebook group because I was notified by a listener that you had mentioned that we were trying to get you on the show. So I was like, Uh I'm going to join your Facebook group and see what's going on. Fadan, can you explain to me the lemon thing? Everyone keeps commenting lemons. I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit weird. I kind of, um, I have this thing where I really like to get as much juice as I can out of a lemon. And I, you know, you make salads and stuff for dinner. I usually TikTok my dinners. And I just love lemon and I love all things lemon. And then I started, like my bed linen is lemon. And then I started buying tea towels that were lemon. And then I just started, I don't know, just mentioning how much I like lemons. And everyone's obsessed with how I squeeze the lemons. And then I started saying squeeze the day because somebody sent me a bath mat that said squeeze the day. And now I'm obsessed with it. So then everybody else is obsessed with it. And I get tagged every single time somebody's shopping and sees anything that's a lemon, like a lemon key ring, (laughs) they will like send me a message, send me an email to my work email. But done, I've seen a lemon key ring, a pen, (laughs) a tea towel, an apron. And I'm like, I know, I'm aware. But anyway. You've already got it. (laughs) Are you do you kind of regret um, being so vocal with your love for lemons? Well, I think it's kind of funny. So it's, um, I don't know, I think it's its fun. So it's all in good good jest and humour. I'm okay with it. Well, you know, when life gives you lemons, Fadan, as they say, uh, <laughs> go out and buy every item that they possibly can make with it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, that makes a lot more sense. Bringing it back also to that Facebook group, because you are so open with your audience, uh, you did say, hey, look, these guys have hit me up for an interview. Our producer Shelby's emailed. What do you reckon? Should I do it? And luckily mm. for us, everyone in those comments was so kind to us because we didn't realise there's a crossover. Well, I didn't realise there was such a crossover of our listeners and your fans. And so everyone was like, yeah, go join the show. They're not controversial at all. They're really lovely. And I was like, wow, what a great, like, audience that you have, a great community. Yeah, well, they're your audience, really, because I'm in Sydney and you guys are in Perth. And I was like, oh, you know, because there are some, you know, shock jock type people yeah. who are in Sydney. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know these people. Is this like a setup? Colin Should Jackio. I go on this show? <laughs> yes, Carl and Jackie. Oh, yes. Yep, I wish. Um, and, yeah, the comments were really, really uh, favourable. So I was like, yeah, why not? A bit of fun. Let's do it. That's great. 
Um, I now, I want to talk about your self-published book because uh, this is getting a lot of hype online. It's been very, very successful. Um, so essentially what you've done is you've compiled um, some blogs together and turned it into a book. And it was, you gave yourself a year to find a husband, which you successfully did. If ever there was someone that could now call themselves a dating coach, I feel like they need to put you on maths after this. Um, it's you. Uh, so tell us about the book and why you actually decided to put it out there. Yeah, so it's a bit of a strange story. When I was in my, well, I'm 45 now, but back when I was 32, I decided that, you know, being a high achiever and all, that I can accomplish anything that I set my mind to. And I was single and like, you know, I really want to settle down, but I date a lot and I haven't been able to find the right person. So for me to be able to do that, I need to be really, really motivated. So I'm going to set up an online blog. I'm going to blog all my dating adventures as if it's a diary, like a journal, and I'll be anonymous and I will know it's me and I'm just going to start blogging. I'm going to give myself two years to find a husband. And I set up this giant clock on the screen to sort of wow. count down the two years. Yeah. And then I just started blogging and I'd be like, guy one, date one. And then I'd tell the story and I'd keep going. And then it kind of got a bit of um, traction. People were sort of posting on Facebook, I'll follow this blog, it's really funny. And, you know, I didn't really pay attention to that. I was just living my normal life. But everything in the blog was 100% true. And then by the end of it... Um, I didn't, should I spoil? I won't know. I won't spoil the book anyway. By the end of it, it, it was a great sort of, it was 51 first dates. It doesn't mention the second dates because some guys got, you know, eight dates, 10 dates, whatever, some mini relationships yeah. in the two years. But by the end of it, I was like, okay, this is great. Now I've got this blog. I just saved it on my desktop at work and said, oh, look, I'll do something this, with this at some point. And then it just sat there for like, I don't know, 12, 13 years or something. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to publish that. I'm going to publish that blog way back when I was 32 because it's a pretty good story yeah. and I happen to know a lot about dating. And now, of course, I've got a nice happy ending. I've got my twins, got my husband, life's pretty good and I have a social media following. So I actually have someone to sell the book to, whereas back then I'd be like, one, it was available on the internet for free and two, who's going to buy it? Who's going to buy that story? Whereas now I've got all these people, might I say, obsessed with me. So, you know, just a bit of an audience there. So I thought, oh, what the hell, let's just publish it. So I got some people to help me turn it into a book. And now I've sold like 6,000 paperbacks and maybe 2,500 e-books. I love that. So, yeah, we're pushing 10,000 books with not one cent spent on marketing. Incredible. It's pretty amazing. It's, free. It, listening to you there, there was so much to take away from what you said. Like Carly said, like Carly follows you, knows everything about you in mainly a bit of a creepy that way. sounds very creepy. I, I'm okay with it. And and me, I'm learning about you as we go. You, you're inspiring. You, you've worked so hard. A lot of people would see the social media uh, uprising you've had in the last couple of years and go, oh, overnight success. But just hearing that, no, it's not. You're someone that was blogging. You were someone that was working so hard behind mm -hmm. the scenes. Obviously, your career alone, you worked your butt off, I assume, to get to where you went. You are very inspiring. I think I get it. I 100% get it now. Yeah, well, thank you. I think that some people that are like the usual people that are on TikTok, so I really only post on TikTok, none of the other platforms really. And I do that because I think it's quite fun. And I did it initially to try and um, build a bit more of a following in um, my work. I thought it's a good marketing exercise. And a lot of lawyers are on TikTok and I know a lot about family law. I don't want to gatekeep. Let me share some family law intel. So I sort of started it out initially doing it um, for sort of marketing purposes. And then as I sort of started to do it, people were like, wow, you're really interesting. You really are a sort of a high achiever. You've accomplished a lot. You've got the lawyer thing happening and yeah. um, the twin mum stuff. And a lot of influencers, all they do is influence. They just go in there, you know, dressed up and they don't actually have a full-time job. Whereas, no, I work really hard. I work five days a week. I've got really long hours. I'm a partner in the law firm. I own the law firm. I'm in court. I have clients. So the social media thing is just really to the side. My main 
job is not social media influencer, it's lawyer. Yeah. And I think that's why, um, and Alan hit the nail on the head there, why people kind of flock to your page because you are real. Like, you know, you will come home still in the work clothes, prepping dinner for the kids. You can tell it's been a long day for you, but I guess you're showing the kind of successful side of your life with the real side, which is, you know, you're not someone that comes home and hands this off to someone else. You're there, you're getting it done and you're living a very full, very motivated life. And as I'm scrolling it, uh, covered in Dorito dust in a very quiet house, I think, wow, I need to be doing more with my life. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's quite full on. Like I am busy and I'm always doing things and people are like, oh, why don't you set up a podcast? I'm like, you know, I have no time. I have barely enough time for all the things that I do. And there's not a lot of spare time there to sort of, you know, take up an extra hobby or um, do other things. Things are very, very busy. Now you have actually become... I would say um, well, a celebrity, I would say that now. You're now starting to make it into mainstream media. You're doing more appearances and things like this. As you're seeing this kind of organically grow, um, will this be something you also explore for your career as well? Will we see you maybe kind I, of... I think what Carly's trying to ask is, will we see you on Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> yes! <laughs> well, I was approached to do Survivor last year, but... Um... Whoa! Whoa! You would have been that. amazing that be so, on that! That'd be so yeah. cool. Uh, no, I, firstly, it's, you know, I'm quite busty and I could never do the bikini thing. <laughs> not I hear that, sister. <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, it'd be a good way to lose weight, but that's really not my thing. And <laughs> I just could never, I could imagine like, because, you know, remember, I'm quite conservative. I've got clients, I'm before court. Mm. I could never in a million years just do that. I like the strategy part of it. But also, whenever I have rice, I need to have yogurt. So I could never in a million years eat that bland rice. <laughs> and I'm just trying to imagine you trying to assemble a platter on a Saturday. <laughs> what a nightmare that would be for your yeah, survivor. Yeah, like coconuts and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's so interesting. So obviously, the producers have their eye on you and you would make great television. You make great TikTok videos. What is one reality show if they approach you that you would say yes to? Got a cool box, goggle box. I'm oh, I'm a big TV person, right? I yep. love my TV. Yep. Yeah, I could totally see you on. Goggle I could totally box. see that. Amazing Race would be the one that I always think like it looks like on TV. It'd be a bit yep. of fun because you get to see all these places, but I don't think you have time to even take any of it in. Yeah, well, that would be fun, but because of the kids, I just couldn't be away from my kids for that long. How so old are your kids? They're twins, and they're four. Four. Oh yeah. It's funny because it's like two kids. I was waiting for like they're four and this. I'm like, wait, they're twins, same age. <laughs> Now, That's how it works, Alan. Fadan, as we know, you were a very busy woman. We're so appreciative of your time. So the question on everyone's lips before we wrap this up is, will we ever see the husband on TikTok? Oh. No. No. No, he's not a believer in social media. And sometimes when you see that sort of TikTok trends where people get their husband in, like the Beckham dance, you know, I'm like, yeah. oh, that would be really good if we did that little Beckham dance in the kitchen. And I want to do some of those social experiments with him, but he's just not interested. He thinks that TikTok is China watching and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So he thinks it's really dangerous to have the app and he's not keen on it. But he supports me and he says, if you want to do it, that's great. It's not my thing. You do what you like. You're good at it. Um, I want to be in the shadows and there's no way in hell I'm ever going on TikTok. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I've often wondered, Fadan, you've done a fabulous job of not getting him in shot, but you do do a lot of filming in the house. Has it ever come close? Has he ever walked into the shot and you've had to reshoot something? Yeah, sometimes. And there is a shot, like we've got all these family pictures on the fridge and occasionally I'll sort of do a video and I'm sort of talking to the camera and then the fridge is in the background. And when I watch it back, I'm like, oh, no, the fridge. (laughs) And then I have to redo it. So occasionally, yeah. 
Well, it's just been so fabulous uh, chatting to you. Uh, if you're not already doing it, you need to jump on Fadan Talk and um, you'll be doing Saturday Platter Days in no time. Um, definitely go and buy Fadan's book as well, Husband Hunting with Confidence. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Fadan. That's all right. Thanks for having me. It's been great. And I was going to say, it has been actually inspirational chat to you. I didn't know what to expect. I was kind of learning a little bit about you here and there, but I've got to be honest, after chatting with you, I'm going to become a lawyer. I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> 